0: Blue wire.
1: With the second pick in the 2022
2: NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end, Michigan.
1: Jared Goff.
2: Anderson
3: Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 271 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart Pierre. Boys, this is a huge game for the Detroit Lions as they are going to be playing a division game with the Minnesota Vikings in December at Ford Field with playoff implications on the line. Guys, how you feeling? I'm excited for today's show, Tyler.
1: I'm feeling great. You just said it's December. When is the last time we said December Lions football mattered? What I mean, we've like we've kind of like at this point last year we we're talking about the fucking draft. Let's go, man. Let's go. What's up, Malcolm?
2: Woo! What is going on, man? Yo, you guys already hit it. You guys already talked about it, man. It, this is the first time in uh, how many years? When we're talking about you know meaningful football in Playoffs December.
3: In December last time. Are, in December. Get,
2: or 2017
3: was the last time you, you've done this.
2: The last time. Wow. And then this was like not even the Patricia era. This is not Jim Caldwell you know, was this- last year. This is Jim called last year when last time we even thought we had a chance for playoffs in December. This is a great, a great feeling. Man. I'm, I'm glad that we are back, baby. That's what I'm talking about. We are back.
3: I will say this, though. I have opened myself up back for business. And what I mean by that, how I've opened myself back up for business is I've opened myself to get hurt again by this football team. If it doesn't go our way, um, I thought I was done this year. I thought I didn't have to deal with this anymore. <laughs> I thought after Seattle, I'm like, this team is shit. We're not doing it this year. I'll save it all for next year. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm back. Like, I'm fully back. Like I have opened myself up. Like it, it, This game means so much to me. And I've been thinking about it all week. Since we've beat the Jaguars, Minnesota's been on my mind all day. All day Minnesota's been on my mind. I've been thinking about the Vikings and how we were gonna beat them. So I just want to let it be known I am back open for business. I'm uh, I'm open for business for emotion with this football team once again. All right, I just gotta say something. Yeah.
2: back back. back.
1: Welcome back, Tyler. I'm glad to have you back on boat. Well, welcome back, bro. Welcome back.
3: <laughs> I'm back, man. I am back, dude. It, it, it's been a while. You know, Thanksgiving was a stinger. And then I'm like, okay, we'll just see how the rest of the season goes. But then you just see you gave the Jaguars an ass whooping. Like, that's what I want to see was give a team a fucking ass whooping. And that's what they did, man. They didn't lay an egg. They took care of business versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's why I'm back. And, hey, Vegas is even on board with what we're doing right now. They put us as two-and-a-half favorites versus the Minnesota Vikings as they are a 10-2 football team, and you are 5-7. and seven. That's not that's not an accident. That's not an accident. That's not a glitch. So th- that means something, man, and uh, I, I'm excited, dude. I'm really excited. I want
1: to bring deal? up – can I bring up one thing too? I want to also bring up something. I said I was done with Jared Goff. And these past few weeks, he's got me to shut up a little. I'm not done. Like, this is what I'm trying to say. If they go into next next offseason, not taking one in the first round, but they went in the second and third round, and they send him behind golf for a little, it's fine. Like, I think it's hard to have a rookie come in and start, away, start, start right away. And the Lions are rallying around him. I don't know if you saw that video of the celebration. Dan Campbell shouted him out, and all the players were going crazy with him. The team believes in him. The coach believes in him a little. He's playing his best football of his fucking career right now. Oh, say man. I'm wrong.
2: You're wrong, Pierre. Yeah, I said it. You're wrong. You, told, wrong. Me that. you told me. You told So you're wrong. Yeah, I'm just telling you what you told me to say.
1: No, Tyler is like, okay. Look, thing though, <laughs> so I want to make something clear though. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but I think right now you could ride with him. Just see what happens. Like if. If you don't like any of these quarterbacks, let's say you like one of them, Bryce Young, he's off the board. And ESPN right now is protecting the Lions pick number two with that Rams pick. Jalen Carter is the best player in this fucking draft. I'm not really a fan of CJ Stradle, those other guys right now, for example. And if the Lions feel that way, whatever. If, if they want to take Jalen Carter, that I mean, Jalen Carter, Hutchinson, Aleem McNeil, shit, that, that's that, that's tough to defend. <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah, no. <clears throat> no I, and I agree with you. I mean... I asked Malcolm the question on our Twitter space. I think Sunday and these next six games or now next five games is going to be a big stretch for Jared Goff to see if like the confidence, if he's going to still be the guy going into next year. And this is a stretch that he has an opportunity to capitalize and see what happens. But I think the same thing goes the other way. Like if in the offseason – Brad Holmes sees an opportunity to up the, upgrade the quarterback if that's with the trade or in the draft. I don't think he has any hesitation of doing that. If absolutely, that, if that if that quarterback becomes available for him, absolutely, yeah, I'm with you there. But like right now, though,
1: if if they like didn't like any of these quarterbacks and they couldn't really trade for a veteran or they couldn't upgrade, and they stuck with him and they drafted, let's say let's say Anthony Rich for example in the second round they took him. You let him sit a year or two behind golf golf's under contract. Maybe you give Carr like a Derek Carr type of deal, give him some guaranteed money, basically move on after one year, something like that, right? Make both make him happy a little. I, I think we could see something like that as well. Like, we could see a slight extension, lower his cap, hit, give him some guaranteed money if he stays here next year. Because I don't think he's playing under that $31.5 million cap. Hit. That's just that's too big of a hit, in my opinion, next year.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: I, I'm, I'm going to say this, though, man. Um, If Jared Goff comes clutch the next five games, I think he's going to be in a, probably like an – I'm not gonna say an impossible task for them to do it because I'm, I'm talking about as far as moving on from golf. If golf comes, you know, he leads his team to win these next five games. That's what I'm talking about. Like if he does some stuff like that and they get to the playoffs. I think it'll be really hard chemistry rise as, as a team to to move on from golf. I think like you mentioned it earlier as far as how the the team is around golf right now. How they're they're pretty much all around golf. The the, the coaching staff is all around golf. I think. You know, I mean. I know you can always upgrade. And I think I've been saying this for a while. Out of the 32 NFL teams, you can look at 22 teams in the NFL that could say, okay, we can upgrade our quarterback. But all 22 teams are not just upgrading their quarterbacks in the offseason. They're just all not doing that. But I think the big thing, the big factor right now is chemistry. And as easy as we could upgrade from golf, I think you could lose that bond right now. I think right now everything is going really well as far as that bond and chemistry with the team right now. I'm just not in favor. If, if things go well, these next five games, I'm not in favor of breaking that, that, that bond up right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. How about let's do this? Let's watch the next five games. Let's get a better estimation of what Jared Goff did in these next five games, and let's have this conversation at the end of the season. I think that's when we'll have our full final thoughts on it right now because I think right now it is still up in the year with Lions fans, and even with me right now. I don't have a final answer right now. I think I know where I lean towards, but I want to watch the next five games, and then I'll give you my final answer on it. So let's talk about this game this Sunday. Let's talk about the injury report, and then we can talk about maybe what Jared Goff could do this Sunday versus the Vikings. So here, I'm gonna give the keys to you. What is the injury report looking for the Detroit Lions?
1: All right. So uh, you have guard Coyote uh, Awushka. He's with an ankle. He didn't practice. Uh, Derek Barnes with an ankle, with a knee. Didn't practice. Taylor Decker elbow. Didn't practice. Deshaun Elliott ankle. Didn't practice. Jeff Aquita illness. Didn't practice. Frank Ragnaut foot, didn't practice. Khalif Raymond with an illness, didn't practice. Nate Sutfeld with an illness, didn't practice. Nice to see Evan Brown back with an ankle. He was limited. And then DeAndre Swift is also back on the injury report with an ankle limited. I'm guessing it's the same ankle with him. He's had that injury since, what, week one, I think? Week three. Week three. Okay, yeah. But, you know, he just has to battle through it. The shoulder is off that. That's He said the shoulder was mainly bothering him, too, when he was, like, kind of struggling, not the ankle. The ankle, you just got to fight through it, and it looks like he will. He was limited today. So, How are the Vikings looking injury-wise? Are they healthy, injured? What are they looking like? All right, the Vikings. You got Garrett uh, Bradbury with a back was limited. Jonathan Buller with a bicep did not practice. Christian Dersaw with a concussion was limited. CJ Ham illness did not practice. Daniil Hunter illness did not practice. Uh, T.O. Jackson with an illness did not practice. Eric Hendricks with a shoulder was a full. Patrick Pearson, Harrison Smith, also with the illness, didn't practice. Looks like they have – looks like there's a little flu bug going around or virus. I mean, honestly, in my house, there was that going on. A couple of us were sick. But everyone's healthy now. Just this time of the year, everyone gets sick. It feels like Vikings, Lions are getting sick. A lot of, like, people I know are kind of a little sick. It's, it's yeah. like, what, flu season, you want to call it? Cold yeah, season? Yeah. I was going
2: to ask. Is, is it flu season right now? I, I mean, think,
3: uh, it's about that time, yeah. Pretty
1: much.
2: Yeah. I think. <laughs> when, when, when is flu season? Yeah, no, 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 I mean, no. like
3: that's such a fucking fraudulent thing. This is flu. How do you determine what flu is, season is, man? What like, is it?
1: I just think it's like when, when the it? weather changes, you know, it yeah. kind of gets from like. That nice weather to a little cold, and now yeah, it's kind of like, getting a
3: little nice again. Remember they have like, like allergy season and shit. Like, who the, hell de- who the hell, de- who the hell yeah. determines these days? This is allergy season. This is flu season. Like, come on, man. Who determines all, all, allergy
2: season? Is like around March, right?
3: Interterm? Yeah, it's like when the pollen starts coming out. They say yeah, that, yeah. that's what that's yeah. uh,
2: that's why they call it allergy season. When, when, when flu season is it's like around now, right? It should be around. winter.
3: Yeah, I guess.
2: Winter somewhere. I don't know,
0: man.
3: But like when I get sick in the middle of June, what is that called? It's just illness, right?
2: He's got, got the flu. That's all it is. Yeah,
3: just got the flu, right? I mean, like, who the hell makes these up? All right. Um, I want to talk about some other things regarding the injury report for the Lions. Quintez Cephas has returned back to practice, and they have started his window. So he has 21 days to return. As far as a return this Sunday, I wouldn't expect that. But maybe you get him back for that Jets game next Sunday, or maybe you get him that one Saturday versus the Panthers, somewhere around that time Then you can maybe expect to get a guy like Quintez Cephas back. And I think something else interesting in the injury report for the Lions was you did not see Jameson Williams in the injury report, and you also did not see Romeo Quar in the injury report, meaning they were a full go and there was no injury to be listed. Which Jamo, you're not shocked he was going to play this Sunday, but Romeo Quar was a guy that they did not activate, or they did activate but did not play on Sunday, so it looks like he will be making his season debut against the division rivals against the Minnesota Vikings.
1: They also so Tim Boyle signed to the Bears cuz he has connection with Luke Getzey, their offensive coordinator from the Packers and the Lions signed Josh Jobs to the
3: practice squad. So let's hope yeah. we don't have to worry about seeing Josh Jobs on the Lions. Let's just let's just stay yeah, there. Yeah, let's, let's 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 not worry. Let's yeah. I I'd even want to bring that up, but Josh Jobs, yes, he's on the Detroit Lions organization now.
2: I mean, that's that's news. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yo, but the thing about what you said about Romeo and J-Mo not even being on the injury report is huge. I think that's huge for the team, and that's huge for them. Um, he's going to actually play this week, so I'm excited, man. Especially seeing Ro- Romeo on one side and Hutch on the other side. So this is what we all. This is what we dreamed of. This with is what Pascal we of. too. Pascal's not on the injury yeah, report with, either. With, with, with Pascal, I mean, this, I think this, this is this is this is going to be one. As far as uh, health-wise, we're going to come in as healthy as, as we've been in a while. Yeah,
1: One of sure. the happiest teams in the league right now, in my opinion. I mean, there's no major injuries right now other than Tracy Walker, which, you know, it sucks. Yeah. But the other guys have stepped up nicely.
2: And, and you know what? You know, looking back at this now, I'm kind of glad that we went through that rough patch of injuries in the beginning and, and mm-hmm. not now. You know, now this is, sure. this is the, the, the stretch that you actually want to, you know, try to make the playoffs and, and try to get in there hot. You know, this is this is this is this is it right now, man. For sure.
3: All right. Let's take a quick break. And then we're going to break down this Lions offense versus this Vikings defense. Yep.
2: Hey, prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sportsbooks. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sportsbooks to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R dot com slash bluewire.
0: the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide
3: All right, guys, we are back. Let's talk about this flaming hot Detroit Lions offense. And I got a stat for you. And this is courtesy of Pro Football Reference. So you want to know who leads the league in 30-point games, at least scoring 30 points or more in the league? You know who does that? The The Lions. Lions. You know how many games they've done that in? Six. Six Six? six games. And they are 4-2 And when they score 30 points or more in a football game. And the Detroit Lions lead the league in scoring thirty points or more in football games. This offense is definitely clicking right now. They're confident right now. You saw it last Sunday versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know they got their weapons back, and that goes back to the injury report that we were just talking about. And I think the exciting thing is you didn't even see Jamison Williams. You got, you got you got teased with Jamison Williams last Sunday. You're gonna probably see. Not gonna guarantee it, but. I think you're going to see more of a full go from Jamison Williams this Sunday versus the Minnesota Vikings. You got tease Lions fans. For Lions fans who paid to go watch Jamison Williams versus the Jaguars, you got teased. You didn't really watch Jamison Williams. You, you watched him for six naps. You watched him get a target. You watched Peter try to get a chant going, which he did get a, a successful chant going, saying, we want Jamo. This Sunday, I think you see that first-round pick. I think that's when you see the first round pick and you see the full ability of that first round pick. You also got to see an ass whooping though, 40
1: to 16. That was nice to see. Maybe you got teased like, with J Mo, but you saw an ass whooping and you then saw an ass whooping that
2: and, and you know what? That's that, to see that live as a Lions fan, you know, we don't see that often. So I mean that's oh. that's 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 good.
1: Dude, we started at the wave, and like when the offense was called, I was like what were we doing here? The, the screen is like saying "quiet offense at work," and everyone's doing the wave and being loud as shit.
2: Yeah. I mean, like this is something that I dream about. Like if we're playing against like the Vikings, and they're like we're blowing them out so bad at Ford Field, we get a school chant going.
3: Hey, is is it me? Am I am I a sickle for this? Tell me if I'm a sickle for this. But, but I, I, li, I live for the games that are about to give me a heart attack. Like I, like I'm not gonna lie to you. As fun as last game was, I got bored. I, like we were up so big. I'm like, I'm just laying back. Like this, what, what is this? Like I, I, lo, I live, great. I live for the heart, not the heartbreak. But I live for like the adversity. I live for like the game winning drive at the end. Like I live for the coaching decision at the end. That's what I live for. That's what makes football so fun to me. That makes it really fun, cool. but you know what else is more fun? We don't have to worry about that shit. You don't have to have a heart attack. You're just chilling, yeah, like it down. I, it felt oh, like he
1: a, fucked up? Oh, it's all right. We're up by 30 points. Don't worry dude,
3: about you, you know what it felt like? You know what it felt like? And I think, Peter, you're going to relate to me this. It felt like watching a Michigan football game when you play those non-conference games the first three weeks of the season. That's what the lions Jaguars game felt to me.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the score... I felt, like, I felt like it. The meaning's I mean, a little the,
3: different because it's the NFL and every game matters and like yeah. every team is good in the NFL obviously.
2: But I mean it's not like we were like super more talented than the Jaguars. No,
3: no, no. no, no. I'm not saying that. But like I never felt worried one point of that game. Like I never felt like, "Oh, oh, yeah. the, oh the Lions might like, they might lose it here. They might choke here." I never I never felt that with that Jaguars game. I felt confident all the way through, from start to finish. Etienne fumbles within the first minute of the football game. And (laughs) I'm like, okay. We score right away. We get a stop. We score. This is too easy. This is not not the Lions. This is not the Detroit Lions. I mean – I think now that
1: is the Lions, though. But we'll get into that later into the show. I think Fortfield will be jumping, but let's get back into
3: a, yeah. the Vikings. So, okay. You guys look at this Vikings team. We've already played them early in the year. And I think this is a game that they probably should have won. When, you know, that week three matchup in Minnesota. And the Lions let that one slip. Had a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And obviously, the Vikings came back and won that football game. You guys see this football team now, this Detroit Lions football team. You guys see this Minnesota Vikings team right now. What would you guys consider the strength and weakness of the Minnesota Vikings defense? And what's something the Lions should take advantage of this week on offense? Strength on defense, I would say, is their
1: pass rushers. Daniel Hunter and Zedaria Smith. Uh, Weakness is their secondary. They are, I believe, uh, 32nd against the pass. Minnesota is 32nd against the pass. Um, So, you know... That's not common, There's right? that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I actually went back and, and actually went back and watched the week three matchup, the Minnesota the Vikings and against, against the Lions, just to get an idea of just a my memory of how we attacked them at that point and how they covered us at that point. And what I saw the Lions did is they did whatever they wanted to do. I mean, the first half when before Mom Ross St. Brown, that was a game where Mom Ross St. Brown got banged up. Um, but in that first half they were able to do what they wanted to do they were able to they wanted to run the ball Swift so was on, on one leg running the ball um, if they wanted to pass the ball Jared Goff was throwing was, the first half Jared Goff was playing damn near perfect that first half and it wasn't until Amon Ross St. Brown that's when things got slowed and I'm not sure what the hell happened the second half but um, <laughs> it looked like they wanted they did whatever they wanted to do and it looked like the Minnesota Vikings didn't have an answer for them until Amon Ross St. Brown went down so I think think you see the same thing this game. I think you'll see them run the ball, you're going to pass the ball, they're going to be very balanced, and they're going to get chunks of yards.
3: Malcolm, you said you went back to watch that game, and what was working well with this Lions offense? Like, Why did it get going right away? Was it the Vikings playing zone and the Lions taking advantage of it? Like, What really got this Lions offense going?
2: Yeah, they they were playing a lot of zone, um, but they were just throwing the ball downfield. they were throwing the ball. They started the game off throwing the ball to Shark. I think Shark had the first two catches down the field. they get getting Mount Rossay Brown open. Well, I noticed what he did in that game too. They went for it a lot as well. I'm wondering how Dan Campbell's going to come, you know, be in that situation. If he, if he has to go to that situation, being on on fourth down. Um, is he going to go for it? Because right now, I think that right now we're a better third down team right now. That, I think that was our issue in the, in the beginning of the year. We wasn't really a good third down team. Like on third down, we'll always come up short a few a few yards, and that's what made Dan Campbell go for it. Recently, we've been a better we've been better on third downs, no. and we are beginning a lot of first downs. So I want to see how you know, Dan Campbell balances that. Because in that game, he went for it a few times.
3: Yeah, you're right. And on third down, they're ranked 10th right now, the Detroit Lions, and you're getting a conversion of 42.8% on third downs and I don't know what the stats were earlier in the year but you're right I remember watching that game live and those decisions when he did go for it you know they were sometimes head scratchers I think you could look at it from a perspective but like most of them did pan out that most of them did work out so you could almost yeah, he- say I wouldn't say they're lucky by any means but like you know he had some risky calls in there for sure and I, I think we've seen a different Dan Campbell from the first half of the season, from what we've seen since the bye week. I would say, really, like I, I think we've seen a more, don't want to say conservative, but just playing smarter. And 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 I've found myself, you know, agreeing more with Dan Campbell than I was the first five to six weeks because I just felt like it was too risky. Too many times we're just going for it on unnecessary yeah. times. But I feel like. Since the bye week especially, and I would say especially the Packers game, since they fired Aubrey Pleasant, I think Dan Campbell has a lot more confidence in this defense, and he's more willing to settle for points or settle for a punt if they are in position for that instead of going for it on a 4th and 4 or 4th and 5 on the 50. I, I think he's been smarter with his, with his decision-making recently. And you have a kicker you can trust now. They didn't really have a kicker. Mar- Marvin Badgley... Summer- Michael Badgley. Stop calling him Marvin. You're you mixing him with Marvin Bagley. I,
1: I thought I said Michael Badgley, didn't I? You said Marvin. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, my bad, bro.
3: We have a kicker. We have a kicker. And it's not he, Marvin Bagley. He, not, he, not the Detroit Pistons. Oh Marvin Bagley. NFC,
1: <laughs> NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. And, <laughs> and Campbell <laughs> Campbell basically said, like, hey, we trust him. He's good for us. Whatever. The, they didn't trust Cyber because he was dealing with an issue with his groin or whatever
3: right? well that the problem is they, they trusted him too much in that game when they played the Vikings
1: <laughs> no, that there. game that game they did but then later as the year went on though they they didn't really trust him and then he he went on IR because of that game yeah. <laughs> alright
2: let, let's let's uh, before we continue about this the, the offense I just want to ask a, a crazy hypothetical like Seriously. right now you know we have a kicker now let's just say that we were back in that time week three Everyone's in the same situation, that that fourth down play, and we kicked it when we should have either punted or tried to go for it, you know, that, that, that debate that was going on. If we have Michael Bagley that I kick it right now. Would you have feel confident kicking that field goal? That was what, 54? 54 yards. Um, to make it a six-point game.
3: I still don't think I'd kick it. What was
1: it, fourth and what? Fourth and four. Fourth and th- I'd, I'd go for it, dude. Lead. I would've went for it instead of kicked the field goal.
2: I think it was fourth and three or fourth and four, something like that. I'd vote um, for it, honestly. They had a three-point lead, and they wanted to make it six. Missed out of timeouts. And they kicked the field goal. Now, if you kick it, Michael Bagley, Marvin, Michael. Michael, Michael Bagley, you're mixing Michael up Marvin Badge. Bagley too. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Pierre confused me. <laughs> Bro. Pierre's fault. <laughs> Everything's
3: my fault, damn it. <laughs> No, um, going back to your question, though, I think the way the defense was playing, it just looked like they were kind of gassed. That's the game that Tracy got hurt. There was some safety miscommunication. They had to throw in Juju Hughes at that point in the game. For me, I think I would have gone for it or punted it. I think going for the field goal was the worst-case scenario, honestly. It really was. Even if you make that field goal, it's a six-point game. Then Minnesota has an opportunity to get the ball probably at the 25. Let's assume they take a touchback. They still have a minute. And they have an opportunity to win with the touchdown, and I mean, their defense was just not getting a stop at that point.
2: Let me tell you why this is crazy right now, because at first Tyler was okay with the field goal. <laughs> I was
3: okay, <laughs> was okay, with, okay it with it because I thought it was forty-seven yards or forty-five he thought, yards. He thought, he, thought, he,
2: thought, he thought it was a lot closer. That's why. That's yeah. Saying, like you was okay with the field goal because he thought it was closer initially. When said because he like he was, he was like, oh, when they said fifty-four, you had the same reaction as me. Yes. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> <to> <laughs> analytics,
3: my friend. No, I, and, that, and that's where it comes into perspective and context. That's why I don't lead one way or fully analytics or fully, you know, kick the, take the points or whatever. It's just all context and situation. You're missing your starting safety. Your defense wasn't getting as many stops. Hutchinson was yeah. having, dealing with that Charlie horse that whole game. I, I think it goes in – you need context with that. So that's why Fair. I went, went for it and the game. Or punt it. Punt the ball. You send the best punter <laughs> in the right. league. You pin them. And you let them drive ninety-five yards on the field to win the game or they tie it and you go to OT. That, right, that would have been
1: one. Let's hop back into like this game. We're getting a little off topic. So like to answer your question, Malcolm, I would have still went for it. I don't care who the fuck the kicker is, honestly. Um, that's how I even if you have Justin Tucker back there, I'm going for it. Because it's still it's like Tyler said, it's a six point game. It doesn't do a it difference. It's still like they can score a touchdown. You try to you want to try to end it. You don't want to try to win it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. That's how I feel. But
3: Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. I mean, it's different, and we've obviously seen a different Dan Campbell. I think since that game till now, and yeah, and and, and he for even sure. says it. He's even said it. That game is gonna haunt him. Like that's the game that he puts on himself because that's a game where I think he really messed up at the end, just not clicking the right button. I, I really think kicking the field goal was the worst situation that you could have done in that game, or that's like in that situation.
2: I don't think it's the worst if you had a better kicker. That's not the absolute worst situation. Well, you you got to
3: put who you had in position, you know?
2: But what bothered me is that they watched us kick all through practice, all through training camp, all through OTA. They they watched him kick all the – they watched him. They They know him more than we know him. Yeah. And, and then he let they sent his ass out there. That that's what bothered me.
1: <laughs> hey man, it is what it is. It's yeah, over with. It, it, yeah, I mean, it is over. We gotta get, yeah, get, get our revenge. We gotta to get to, we get our revenge this and, week.
3: You know, and something that they could do this week compared to that game is they could play more aggressive in that fourth quarter when they have a lead you know you have a lead of 10 points in the fourth quarter instead of being so conservative and in, in running the ball and not picking up the running game is obviously not working in that fourth quarter they're stopping it maybe you go up and pick a first down with passing the ball and I, and i think we will see that if they if they are in that position, if they're in a position to lead this this time around, and they're in the fourth quarter in the same situation as they were last time, I think they play it more aggressive, and I think they go for the win instead of you know being more conservative and, and settling instead. So right.
1: to answer that though, Tyler, the Vikings defense leads to the NFL with eight turnovers or eight interceptions in the fourth quarter and overtime this year. Yeah, they are. So so this is what their defense coordinator said. They don't give a shit about giving yards. They want to play good red zone defense or get turnovers. They really, they literally, he, I mean, he said that at Donatale, he said they don't care about giving up yards. You guys remember the Packers a few years ago where, like, they don't care about stopping the run I or whatever? Running. I
3: mean, they, yeah, the Vikings are fourth in takeaways. They're ranked, uh, they have 20 takeaways this year. It's a lot. So what
1: the Vikings are doing is actually they've struggled on defense, right? But what they're doing is is, is they're, get, they're getting turnovers in crucial times. And I bet you the Lions are, are preaching this to their players right now. Like, Dan Campbell probably blew this shit up on, on the the screen, that little meeting room they have. Like, look, guys, we if we take care of the football, if we, but if we don't, they're probably going to win because they're 10-2, and, and most of their games are one-point games, and that's how they've won this game is through those turnovers and in, in the fourth quarter and overtime.
3: Yeah. And I, I think you've seen a cleaner product from the Lions' offense recently. Like, he didn't have any turnovers versus the Jaguars. I want to say versus the Bills? No. Uh, oh, Jamal Williams had the fumble. But, like, overall, they've been playing a lot cleaner. Yeah, Jared, J- And Jared Goff, especially early in the year, even as well as he was playing, that was probably his biggest kryptonite night was that he was having some very, very crucial turnovers. If it was a pick six, a fumble six. And we haven't seen that as much recently with Goff. And – that's going to come up big in this matchup because this is a team, like you said, they like to force turnovers and you have to play a clean game. But it's not necessarily a team I look at like the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs, but they are a very damn good football team in Minnesota. So, this is a game where you have to play very clean. You have to play, you know, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. This is a game where you can't have a stupid penalty. You can't fumble the ball when you're driving. Like, you can't have those crucial mistakes. And that's what lost the game versus Buffalo. And this is another opportunity for the Lions to redeem themselves and not have that happen again.
2: Yeah. yeah, I was going to say like they have to play the same way they played, you know, the last you know maybe four or five weeks. But minus the Buffalo game because the Buffalo game that was a the game that they shot themselves in the foot, you know, miss field goal or what was that? Yeah, missed field miss field goal. Miss field goal. Austin uh, Bryant yeah, yeah, the yeah, passer. Jamal Williams. You know, roughly, yeah. yeah, we can't. They can't do that. I mean they have to make sure everything is cleaned up and they did that last week. Last week they were, they were a pretty damn clean football team and they got to do that again this week. Last time we played the Vikings, that was the game where you guys probably have nightmares about when the Mario warrior just kept like every damn play he was out there. He wanted to grab a hold or, 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 choke the goddamn receiver. He wanted to do something to the receiver to draw a damn flag. So, um, we, we definitely got better in secondary. Yeah. As far as with our coverage wise, we're not drawing too many penalties. So this is going to be pretty huge, pretty huge for us because they, the Vikings the last time we played them got bailed out a lot from the penalty. So, you know, I, I want to see how the, I want to see how we're going to play this game. I want to see how Aaron Glenn is going to have these guys out there. You know, I'm pretty sure they're, they're pretty pissed. I think the whole team is pissed. I know Dan Campbell was disappointed and he wants redemption. But I think the whole team just knew that they had him. They, they knew they had him last time they played him. Yeah. They started off the game. They had a 14-zip lead. Like they, they should have blown this team out the water in minnesota but we let them crawl back we let them come back and they they end up winning so i think this time I, i'm really i have a feeling that they're all pissed off and they want to put their foot down the throats on yeah. the minnesota Vikings.
1: and like minnesota's fourth receiver fifth jalen rager basically said today to the media we're going to win this game we're going to do whatever we're going to beat them i don't see any way we're going to lose stuff what? like that i'm just paraphrasing well, it right well, well, but
3: what, is, what does jalen rager have a fucking say in this conversation Wait, wait, who? <laughs> I mean, he's a first-round pick. You know he is.
1: <laughs> the former Eagles first. The guy the Eagles took over, Justin Jefferson.
2: Isn't he, like, their fourth receiver?
1: Yes. That's fourth what I'm saying. Fifth. Like, what well, is What Jay I'm Lidl- saying is, wait, you used to have bulletin board material, bro. You blow that shit up. You don't damn well blew that shit up on the screen be like, you see this fucking guy here? He's not even fucking playing. He's saying, not
2: even going to play. I mean, nothing even put up there. I mean, I, I, I would laugh. Ross is going to be like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I you know, that guy mean, who, who the fuck is that guy? Like, he's just like, what? The fifth no, it's just,
1: it's, I mean, they're going to use it as motivation that, you know,
2: they they have enough. They have. They, if have they, if they don't have. If they don't have the last game as motivation. Then they, I mean, I don't know what else you need. That last game they played them when they had their foot down their throat, and they just took their foots off their throat to let them win the game. Should be enough motivation.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I, w- I want to talk about this defense with the Lions here. You mentioned how you think the coverage has gotten better, but I want to go back to that game when he played Minnesota earlier in the year. They did a phenomenal job with Justin Jefferson. They did a really good job of limiting him from being an X factor or even a factor at all in that game. Like He was pretty invisible that game. How do you see the Lions repeating that? effort if not repeating it but at least maybe making him not as much of a factor as we know that he could be because Justin Jefferson the way I look at him is he is a top three receiver in today's NFL at a receiver I think he's up there with the Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs and I think you could put him there or you can put him at two however you want to line it up really I think he's up there with the top dogs and receivers so how do the Lions prevent from him having a Justin Jefferson type uh, type of game you do the same thing
1: you question. bracket him you get a linebacker with help if it's, or you get a safety up. To, you just bracket them. You and you put Akuda, shadow Akuda, have a safety on top, and if other guys beat you, they beat you. You, you just bracket them, bro. I, th- I think it's simple, right,
2: Malcolm? Yeah, yeah not with a linebacker though. Um, what they did last time, they play a lot. Of, they played super a lot of man. they, I think they of might – yeah. They might do that again this week. I'm not. I'm not even sure how they're gonna. Because, well, they might, they I talked
1: to a uh, Vikings fan today. They're like, our receivers struggle with man because once they take Justin Jefferson out of the game, the other guys, Adam Thielen's getting a little older. He's not as like, I mean, he's still a solid player, but he's not what he was a few years ago. And we we've seen Hawkinson with, uh, so with they have one. They have one of our guys, T.J. Hawkinson. I yeah. mean, he's he's kind of up and down with that. And then you have K.J. Osborne, who like, OK, whatever. He yeah. did hurt us last game, but, you know, we had backups and we had Juju. That's, that's when Tracy yeah, got yeah, hurt. That's yeah, when the last last Tracy got hurt, yeah. The last drive. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, but like they don't really like they're receiving Like you take J.J. out, they're, they're going to struggle offensively. They have been struggling offensively. Like they're not a team that's like putting up like 30 points a game.
2: Easier said than done, bro. It's hard to take them out, and if the Lions can do it again. I think they have to probably go with the same formula because it worked last time. And if, it's, if it worked last time, just try it until it doesn't work. You know, yeah, it's agree. not broken, don't fix it. You know, so um, you probably put Jeff, Jeff on him and have a safety on top and see what happens. I think our coverage is better because now you have Jerry Jacobs out there. Uh, yeah. He's probably not going to draw that many as as many penalties as Amari Warrior did <laughs> last game. Well, there's no way. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, coverage-wise, you're probably not re- really worried too much about dealing with Jerry on him. So, now your question is, can Will Harris survive?
1: Is Jerry on the Like, a nickel corner, though, because Thielen is mainly in-, in the slot, right? Like... Is J.B. Jacobs comfortable in that
3: nickel role?
2: I mean, I, I know hope. he was
3: training at that, but I feel like he hasn't. When they, I feel like when they played us last time, though, they had dealing a lot on the outside with J. Uh, yeah, with Jefferson. Yeah, they
2: did. Yeah, they did, and, and he was being covered by Amani. Amani, yeah. Oh wait, you guys were right. He the play. Thielen plays yeah. on
3: outside a lot now. Osborne's yeah. in the slot. I was gonna yeah, say uh, uh, Thielen was in the outside pretty much all game last time when we played him. Oh
2: yeah, yeah that, that's <laughs> why he dropped all those penalties from um Amani. Ar- yep. So, yeah, yeah, so you're going to see Jerry on him. And now the question is going to be, is can Will Harris hold hold his own in coverage? Because that's probably... They're going to try to attack that area. They're probably going to try to attack Will Harris.
3: Yeah, of course. Every team has... Yeah and, yeah, and I think they might look to try to get TJ involved as well, you know, because we don't only really have a great linebacker or, uh, you know, a great matchup with TJ. But we, we, like I said, we've seen TJ, you know, he's a very up and down player. He, it's not really necessarily a guy you have to circle, but it's not a guy you could forget either. And I, I think uh, that's very fair. with him.
2: I think it's because he's playing against the Lions. I think there's a little bit of more motivation for him. Even though there's no love I mean, he doesn't hate us or anything like that, I think he still wanna show like all right, you guys traded me, I'm gonna show you why you should have kept. Me. Yeah type, for type sure. motivation. Yeah. So I think he's going he's probably gonna wanna come out there and have one of his better games. For sure. Um I do expect him to score a touchdown. Do uh, you expect him to gritty? Home.
3: Do you see that shit? Uh,
2: I heard it's pretty bad. I'm
3: not one to talk because my gritty is not all that good. But, <laughs>
0: uh,
3: I mean, I, I, I respect it, man. You know, as as a, as a Caucasian guy, I, I see these guys <laughs> oh, doing the gritty around the league. You know, I respect <laughs> it. Like, Mike Kosicki, TJ
2: better than Mike He's
3: exactly like Mike Kosicki, if you want context. <laughs> so as a Caucasian guy, I respect these guys for, you know, putting an effort out there and, you know, trying to show off that we could dance too.
2: <laughs> you know what? Kurt is actually not bad at it. Kurt is not bad. I, that shit pissed me off when he did it in Detroit a couple of years ago, but he's not bad at it. <laughs> I, think, I think I think the top two right now has to go to Jefferson and uh, Jalen.
3: Yeah, I agree. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, is, he's groovy with it.
2: Yeah, I think those yeah. are two top the the top two gritties in the NFL right Jefferson now. Jefferson started it though. So, yeah, he, so he has to be number he one. He yeah, number he's one.
3: On yeah. Yeah. No, but um sorry that, that just, I had to get that off <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to back to the Minnesota offense.
1: You no, know, they, but like I think it all starts with the run game though. Like that, their running game has struggled this year. They are what are they? Uh they're twenty fifth in running the ball. But I mean, Dalvin Cook—he's still like he's a dangerous back, and that O line is pretty good too. So you still—it starts with the running game. You stop the run, you force him into a pat, like kind of how they did with the Giants. They stop the run, force some second long situations, third and long situations, force Kirk to throw, play him man to man, have two safeties up top, and I mean th- that's that's how you win this game in my opinion. Stop him on early downs, force him second long, third and long and then just let your pass
3: rushes go. Yeah, th- this is going to be a test for this Lions run defense because you look statistically over the last couple weeks, you could say it improved. But I think this game's a little different because is a team that likes to run the ball. And the last time the Lions played a team that really likes to run the ball is the Giants. And they did a phenomenal job with Saquon Barkley. But with the
2: this, I mean, the Jaguars, the Jaguars. like to run the ball. They do, but they, they, just do, couldn't, but they
3: couldn't because
2: yeah, they, they had to start. So they were, they were not
3: out. so you know fast, and they had to start passing the ball you know a million times that game. So they don't really get yeah. to you know do it. And then Buffalo, we you know with Buffalo was, They don't run the ball, right? No. So last time the Lions played a team that likes to run the ball and had an opportunity to run the ball was the Giants and did a phenomenal job. With this Vikings team is, yes, they like to run the ball, but they also have that passing factor. So it's like if you stop the run. That doesn't mean you're all clear. That doesn't mean you're going to stop them or prevent them or anything like that because they still have Justin Jefferson. They still have a solid quarterback. But that is still think, has to be the number one you know, concern with this Lions defense. Like They have to get that run game stopped. And I think if you do that, you let Kirk Cousins force to situation where he's throwing the ball 30, 40, 50 times that game, I think that gives you the best situation to win that football game. And I think and another I, thing Oh go ahead Malcolm
2: I was gonna say They gotta play discipline as well Yeah um, Because What the Vikings do a lot What was probably Probably better than anybody Is they run that bootleg <laughs> And if they get that bootleg going And we can't stop that um, they're they just going to be all messed up on defense. We're not going to know if they're going to run the ball or they're going to do go a play action bootleg. We're not going to know what what's going to happen, so we got to be very disciplined on defense. And then, um, with that bootleg, you know that's when they're going to get T.J. Hawkins a lot.
3: Yeah,
1: catch
2: him um, sure. on the flats. So hopefully they 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 could um, you know get that shut down.
1: And one thing positive too with those bootlegs, like the, beginning of the day they struggle, but now they've defended it well. They're communicating, like they've defended the boot well, well, but – like I did see the Vikings. They got destroyed by Dallas and uh what was it? Been on uh couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. So I think you you pull up that tape and you see what Dallas did. And I mean, shout out to Dak. He was twenty-two for twenty-five, two hundred and seventy-six yards, but also they ran the ball forty times for 151 yards. They basically controlled the clock, right? The Vikings, look at the Vikings. Kirk didn't have his best game. Um their running game was okay. 17 carries, 73 yards. If you could do what, what the Cowboys did, kind of mimic that a little. They held TJ Hoxson in check. They held Justin Jefferson in check. Um, you kind of mimic that a little too. Just kind of – obviously, we don't have Dallas's. We don't have Micah Parsons and stuff like that. But I think our personnel is pretty solid. It's not like as bad as it was. Guys are developing, getting better. So,
3: yeah. I know. I agree. And – yeah, I agree with you guys said. You know, going back to Jefferson, you got to bracket him and then just let the other guys try to beat you if that's going to be the case. But I think we're in a better situation with having Jerry Jacobs compared to last time with Amani. So you know that that's a plus. You know, Jerry's playing some a lot better ball recently, and I think it started Thanksgiving and he's he's looking like that Jerry Jacobs that we saw last year before the injury. And I think he's getting more confident. And the line staff has gotten more confidence in him. They've started him the last two games on the outside. So you know, there, there's definitely. Some confidence with Jerry right now, and he, he's playing some good ball right now. So I think a matchup with Thielen, I think that's a good I think that's a good matchup for Jerry.
1: I think the Lions, I said this on our show the other day, but I think the Lions have their outside corners of the future in Jerry and Jack. and Jeff. I think that nickel spot is a big question mark right now because I mean they're basically playing like what, what is that game called? Musical chairs, right? Will hear or Mike Hughes doesn't work out. Let's try AJ Parker. AJ Parker is right, let's try Will Harris. Will Harris is kind of struggling now, like they even played safeties last week against christian kirk and that did not go well like they've literally tried everything and they just don't have a nickel on that roster right now chase lucas we'll see maybe you know he just hasn't played yet but right now they don't really have a guy that could consistently come in and kind of play good in the nickel like will harris is up and down he'll have one good game he'll have one bad game mike hughes he's not in the corner he's more of an outside corner we saw that here Um, Jerry Jacobs could play in the nickel. Hasn't played the nickel yet. I don't know. I feel like nickel
3: is a big need. I think just a corner in general. I think that's why when you look at all these mock drafts, not to get too deep into the draft talk, but like, that's why you see with that second pick the Lions have in the first round, like the one they own. You see a, a corner mock to the Lions a lot because I think it is a very big need for this football team. Um, whether that is the outside or whether it's the nickel, I would say, I would agree. I think the nickel is more important right now because I think Jerry is a capable outside corner and he's shown that. And then obviously we know what Jeff Okuda has had this year. So yeah, I would agree with you. I think nickel corner is a huge need and I think they will address that position for sure. In the offseason, if that's in for agency a trade or in the draft with that lines pick potentially
1: now if they want to move jerry in the nickel and like take like for example joey porter a lot of people like he's basically like going to the lines in every draft i've seen <laughs> so if they want to do that i mean that's that could be fun too but i feel like we you need a that. veteran nickel you need a veteran nickel that's, i, I that's think
3: the only issue i would maybe have with that is is that i would hate to take jerry of i would hate to take a position of jerry what he's doing really well right now i would hate to take outside outside if he's playing well and then trying to let him learn the nickel corner like you know what i mean like if he's playing well why not just leave him where he's doing well and maybe just address that position in the draft even though i know joey porter is a freak talent and he would be he has all the traits to be a great outside corner but i don't know I, i just feel like with the outside corner i feel like you're really good right now with jeff and jerry
2: yeah, I mean he's a good he's a good cover guy. But going back going back to when he was drafted, that's that's what he was expecting to play when he got drafted. He was expecting to play nickel.
3: Yeah, but he just hasn't done it yet here, and he's done well on the outside. That's why it's like if it ain't broke, like you said, don't fix it.
2: That's true. Yeah, but then, yeah. but then we have you have an answer for like an upgrade for it because I mean it's he's like you talk about quarterback. You you can you can always upgrade the position. For you sure, know? you can always upgrade that that corner position. So if you have an upgrade. And then you want to slide him over and have have him have a, a, a full training camp in, in the nickel. I think that that could work out. Could. He's got to get some reps. He's got to get some reps at it.
3: Yeah. No, it definitely yeah. could work out. I'm not I'm not he's counting a him good out. Good saying attack, it won't man? work out. It's just saying you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The way I'm, I'm looking at it. But like I agree. If you I'm not saying Jerry's perfect by any means. I think they could definitely upgrade the position. If they really did not want to upgrade it. So. You know, that, that's a question we'll answer, you know, in April or March when we get to free agency. You know, I do think right now, though, going back to
1: the Vikings offense, I think that Hawkinson is their number two target right now behind JJ. So, I mean, Hawkinson, mm-hmm. we know what Hawkinson could do when he's on. In the passing game, you would say, right? Because they saw yeah, yeah, Delvin, yeah, yeah. and Alexander, Madison. Those are no, no, no in the pass, Yeah, in the, the passing, passing game. game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pass, yeah. So, I mean, we know what TJ could do. Like, he could have a big game. The Lions have... They, they obviously know him inside now. They know everything about him, his strengths, his weaknesses, whatever. But you still have to account for him. I know he wasn't like as consistent here, but in Minnesota, he's getting a lot of targets. Maybe he's not always making the best of those targets, or Kirk's not always throwing the best ball, but he's, I think, second in targets behind J.J. since he was acquired. If I'm not mistaken, I, I think mean, so. They,
3: they traded a lot to give to T.J. Hawkinson. You know, they traded a second, and they traded a future third to, to get him, so... I don't think it's by any surprise that they're getting him involved and are looking at him like that type of player like... that number two option in their offense after Justin Jefferson like you know you, you trade that much capital go get him you better get him involved and I think the Vikings have done a solid job of doing that and I, I think TJ is exactly what I thought he is with Minnesota like he, he's a good football player but he's not great and I think we've seen that so far with Minnesota and I just feel like that's just the player he is
2: yeah like like we're not going to this game expecting to double TJ Arkansas
1: absolutely not no um, yeah, exactly. No, but like also, you don't want to go into see and be like, oh, it's just hot. You want to know where he's at and you want to like try to stop like him. Like I as said, well.
3: you're not circling him by any means,
1: but he's not a guy you forget.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just put Malcolm yeah. on him and whatever happens, just make the tackle.
1: Yeah. And like they know each other. Like both, they, they, like the safeties, the linebackers and Hawk, they both know each other, right? Like they know the weaknesses and Hawk might actually, you know, like, he knows the offense a little, too, so he might give him some pointers. But I'm sure Ben Johnson will have some wrinkles. Have say, you know, ben Johnson. I'm not really weird ben about Johnson that. Ben Johnson
3: ain't going to have the same game plan that when TJ was last year. That's like the same people saying David Blau knows our playbook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but like, yeah. Hawk was here this year, too, kind of. Yeah. I
3: mean, it is what it is, though. Like, and I think the Vikings. I mean, we have, I mean a full, we have a full personnel, too. He doesn't know what Jameson Williams is all about. He didn't even see Jameson Williams play. No, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. That's, that's a secret weapon right there. That's a secret yeah. sauce. Is number that's nine, a right
1: there. Secret sauce, yeah. right there,
2: man.
1: I wouldn't be shocked though. In this game, they changed some of their signals up. They changed some of their audibles up, just so like you know. Yeah. They're probably right. gonna change some things up. Yeah. All right. I think they do that every week though. Yeah. As they should though. Remember Russell Wilson though. <laughs> they were playing the Seahawks, bro. And uh, what, what was this? uh Tyler Lockett, right? He was basically telling them the place to the defense, like, "Yo, look out
3: for this and this." They did not. He did not change his signals. There, there's a rumor going on in Denver. Not to get too like, you know, into Denver right now, but like, I heard that Russell Wilson's been like having the same play calls and same signals as he did in Seattle. They just brought to Denver, and the receivers just have no idea what the hell they say because they have no communication <laughs> with him. Bro,
1: it's it's a shit show in Denver. I'm happy we didn't acquire a man. Honestly, I, I mean. There's,
2: there's, and this 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 is what I'm talking about. This this type of stuff I'm talking about, man. Like, <laughs> like like All right, I'm gonna give you guys an example. This this is going off topic, but this is some good shit right now. Okay, so imagine an off season. We were talking about. Let's, you know what? You know everybody's already talking about upgrading from golf. Everybody's like, let's get Russell Wilson. So imagine if we would have got Russell Wilson and he was playing the exact same way he's playing right now. That would stink. They're stuck with him too. They yes, have a yes, they, paid him, they paid them. They paid them. And they, get picks. They, they don't have no fucking picks
3: I mean the way that they're playing right now you could argue that they're in the worst situation in the NFL right now I think they are yeah like, they're just stuck. And the stuck.
1: Room doesn't believe in him either. Like, it's, it's bad. Like, you saw yeah, defensive players really getting he's, right he's,
2: right he's a bad teammate, like, pretty much. Like, I heard, like, y'all make appointments to talk to this guy? Like, what, what the <laughs> yeah. hell? Yeah. No. What's going on? I think uh, that's
3: the concern with the guy I love, like Kyler Murray, too, is, like, I think he's a great talent, just like Russell Wilson. But, like, if if the guy's not on there in the locker room, it's like, man, I, I, I just can't do it. You know, I, I can't do I love the talent with Kyler Murray. But, like, if he's not there mentally and and the teammates don't vibe with him, and I don't know how he is, but, like, you could tell there's a little, like, miscourse with him and Cliff and just the team in general you know sometimes talent alone is just not enough you know you need good coaching you need good team chemistry so no it, it definitely isn't the factor i think we sometimes get caught up with just talent 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 but you have to factor in everything chemistry coaching with talent as well talent still is very important not dis- you know disregarding that but that's not the only factor of winning in the nfl it's not high school it's not college football you need everything it's not just talent yeah, yeah, you're 100%. going against other pros. You're going against other
1: guys who are better than you. Sometimes you have to like out scheme them. Like, there's teams that look better on paper, but their coaches are so bad that they're a bad football team, or, or that the they're, or, they're or the look. other way around. You know,
3: you don't have a great around, football yeah. team, and you know, personnel wise, but the team just gets the best out of these guys. And I love like using the Tennessee Titans as an example, like <laughs> Mike Tomlin. Mike <clears> Tomlin, <throat> Tomlin. Yeah, Mike Tomlin, <laughs> another great example. Yeah, he's
2: another great example. John Harbaugh. Like,
3: there, there's a lot of good coaches like that. Yeah, so I mean, and then I see there's great talent
1: and great coaches. Just look at the fucking Bills, right, yeah. or the Chiefs.
3: Yeah. And again, we're yeah. gonna talk about that once the season yeah. is over. You know, I, and yeah. I, I, I love that we actually get to talk about football. Like we're actually talking about football <laughs> games. Like we're not talking about yes. who's gonna be the. Like, I know no, we're not talking about Tippett. We're not talking about Trayvon Walker. That's we're not mean, talking like, about like you know I like Willis. What's I fight? like that man. Like that that stuff should be left for January. No, you know what? Not even January. That stuff should be left for February, like February, March, April. That's when that stuff is good to talk about. But, look, I love that we're actually talking about Detroit Lions football, like today Detroit Lions football in December. That's what I like. Yes, man. And that's what I, and that's what, and that's what I wanted, man. And so by the like, way, you guys beat me in the bet. Uh, I asked you the guys a question about a month ago about the over under we're going to start talking about the draft before or, around, or before or after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I said we're going to talk about it before, and they proved me wrong. We're talking about Detroit yep. Lions meaningful football right now.
2: Yes, we yes,
1: are. Yes, we are. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think like man on defense, play too high, stop the run early downs, and then offensively be a balanced attack like Kyrie against the Jaguars. I mean, they've been a balanced attack these past, what, three, well, past five games i think since the winning streak started yeah yeah so I'd say past like, maybe outside the packers game but yeah but i think this game too maybe you lean a little more with the past because if if they want to play their soft zone that they play shit i mean we saw with the jags that they were playing soft zone They're like fuck it i'll just give it to aman Ross and brown here i'll give it to Chark here yeah or i'll give it i'll do these screens they i mean their screen game was great last week against
3: the jaguars yeah. so And and golf was really good that that week three game versus Toby. He was efficient. Yeah. Yeah, He he was playing with some swagger out there. And and you know how I know when golf is on or not? If he's moving out of the pocket, and making a play, that, 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 that's that's how I know if Goff is on or not. Like, remember that Week Three game? He does that little like you know step back, and then he you know he, maybe he doesn't even complete the pass. But I know when he's when he's on his on his game or not. When he's when he's not on his game, I see like Buffalo. He does that little 360 uh, spin move, then he almost throws an interception. But then he does it the week after versus Jacksonville. He escapes Trayvon Walker, just throws that ball away. That's why I know when Goff's on or on. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: There's a of confidence with him.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think he knows, too, these next few weeks, like, this is his future here probably. And he he probably knows that. He's not stupid. He knows how the NFL works. He was in L.A. I mean, he just got (laughs) got paid. Fuck you. We're
3: trading you. Clement Stafford. That's what they did to him, right? They kicked kicked him into the curb with the team that made the playoffs, won the division. No, they didn't win the division, but they made the playoffs. And they kicked him to the curb. Won a playoff game. Kicked him to the curb.
2: Yeah, I think cool. the big—I think the biggest test on this one is going to be on Aaron Glenn. I think he's going to have the biggest test, just being—you know—wanting to stop this defense as far as like the running game. I want to see how Aaron Glenn, Aaron Glenn, does.
3: Yeah, you guys, expect some fireworks this Sunday. High I scoring. I um, no,
2: no, I am, I am. Um, I, I don't think Minnesota Vikings have a great. I don't think they have a great defense. So I think it's going to be one of those shootouts, like in the thirties, probably. Tower. I think it'd be the.
1: Come back to me on Sunday about Sunday. that. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I, I got to, like, I'm still It's going to be
2: over 20. It's going to be over 20, so it's going to be, like, in the 30s or 20s or something like that, but nothing crazy. Like, I don't see us put up a 40 burger. No, I'm not saying 40, 30. but,
3: like, late 20s, 30s. I, I think it's yeah. that type of game.
2: It was like last time. We scored 28-24 20, the last time we played them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're a better team. And we have more weapons now, and. I think they have they they have more chemistry so I think both teams are going to want to score.
1: Yep. The biggest thing just have to take care of the football against the Vikings if you don't that's how they beat you.
3: All right, guys, hope you guys all enjoyed this show. This was fun, and we'll be live on Twitter Spaces when I know I'll be stressing even more on Sunday, an hour before game time. So if you guys want to come join us, we'll be live an hour before the game. We'll have more thoughts on the injury report. We'll have the inactives and and who's in and is out. We'll have our locks of the week. We'll have our lines predictions, all that, on Sunday before the game, and then we'll be live instantly right after the game and i can already tell you guys i I can already tell you guys at least from my end and i can project for these guys for sure it's gonna be emotional however the game goes (laughs) win loss or draw it's gonna be an emotional sunday on twitter spaces after the game so i definitely recommend being there Um, hopefully we're all celebrating and hopefully I get my boy Sensei in there. I know he'll be there regardless win, lose or draw but I want to hear Sensei join the Twitter spaces once we allow our people to come on and I want to hear him yell grit from the top of his lungs that's what I want Sunday (laughs) on Twitter spaces after the Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings game so Sensei if you're listening to this you have expectations for you buddy I'm waiting for you on Sunday (laughs) at Twitter Spaces after the game. I
1: want to celebrate a dub with you guys I haven't been on Twitter Spaces post game show for a minute So I want yeah, to Yeah, because
3: you're a big baller so You've been going to every single yeah, game We've been going to hey, every game, bro <laughs> Bro, I'm just Away I'm just...
2: games, home games, home games, away games Whoa, whoa, whoa relax, relax been away yet
3: Hey, I'm just
1: Man, I'm just enjoying life right now, bro Man, you, I'm, I'm me, you should tell me I'm should tell me This guy's my my he's,
3: he's talking about National Championship for Michigan game Like, man, pierre has got a bankroll right now I'll tell you that Relax, alright, relax Peter, yeah, what I'm are you going to treat me out for dinner first?
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I'm here, I'm here trying to save up my, my, these little coins just in case these playoffs, the Warriors go to the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I'll, tell All you right, guys, nice. I, I'll tell you guys really quickly. We were we were looking into some tickets for like, flight tickets for some potential playoff games. If we we're playing Santa Clara, Philadelphia, Minnesota. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm <laughs> in. I told you, I, I'm ready to get hurt again. I, I've opened myself up again with this football team. He
2: opened up his heart. <sighs>
3: Please, please, please. I'm not. <laughs> <All> right, <man.
1: laughs> With that being said, guys, I'm out. I'll see you guys later in the week. Peace. Uh,
2: all right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.